welcome to Women's Health, Wisdom, and Wine, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email at info at To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.larenawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, remember to follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and tap on the bell to make sure you never miss an episode. Let us know what is your favorite topic, who has been your favorite guest, and who would you like to hear from on the next pod. Most importantly, share the podcast and your favorite episode with a friend or colleague. Lastly, remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. April is such a busy month. This month, not only are we celebrating or observing fertility awareness, we're also observing and celebrating Black maternal health and Minority Health Awareness Weeks and Months, respectively. The female reproductive system is much more complicated than the male and creates particular health risks for women. For example, female reproductive system cancers are common and life-threatening. They are also increasing in frequency throughout the world, probably as a result of increased exposure to pollutants that act like estrogens. It is vitally important that you do everything in your power to reduce your risk of these terrible diseases. Women are also much more likely than men to develop autoimmunity, as in rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, Alzheimer's disease, and osteoporosis. It is in your interest to learn about your body and the breakdowns to which you are predisposed by heredity. You can then take preventive action. Although women are less likely than men to be cut off from their feelings or unable to express them, they are more likely to suffer from depression and to receive pharmaceutical treatment for emotional disorders. Since the beginning of the modern psychopharmaceutical industry in the middle of the last century, women have been far and away the main target population for all the tranquilizers, stimulants, and antidepressants, many of them addictive and unhealthy in the long term. As the main caretakers in society, women often have to meet impossible demands. Those who try to work in male-dominated businesses and professions get paid less for equivalent work and may have to develop a competitive edge that subjects them to damaging stress. In many societies, women still must contend with the predominant notion that their only appropriate roles outside the home are as school teachers and nurses. Women generally ask for help with much less difficulty than men and so find it easier to consult with health professionals about symptoms. But given the nature of allopathic medicine today, they are also more likely to hear their complaints dismissed as hysterical and to wind up being dependent on practitioners, both conventional and complementary alike. In midlife, women face a major biological change, menopause, that men do not have to deal with. It raises many emotional and medical concerns, such as fears of losing youthful attractiveness and sexual appeal, and worries about the safety of hormone replacement therapy. 
Because for many women, attracting men is a top priority, concerns about appearance and sexual attractiveness are major motivators. In societies like ours that extol anorexic leanness as the ideal of feminine beauty, women can easily drive themselves to distraction with diets and exercise regimens that in no way promote health. There are also easy marks for the advertising efforts of manufacturers of cosmetic and beauty products. I know the pressures that we face because I've seen way too many women's magazine covers that advertise the latest crash diet right next to the pictures of tempting chocolate cakes that we're encouraged to make from the recipes inside. A major reason for the extent of tobacco addiction among women today is that girls learn to use cigarettes for comfort in place of sweets and other fattening foods. Most of them live in fear of getting fat if they quit. And as I'm sure you know, women are many times more likely to develop eating disorders than men. Learning to like your body and treat it well will be harder for you than it is for most men, but is essential if you are to avoid the pitfall of pursuing an impossible body image. Compared with men, women are more likely to be knowledgeable about alternatives to standard medicine, conventional medicine, more willing to experiment with herbal remedies, more likely to engage in counseling and psychotherapy, more informed about nutrition, more enthusiastic about eating fruits and vegetables and foods other than meat and potatoes. Women's magazines have been major sources of information and disinformation about natural therapies, and throughout the world, it is women who are taking the lead in the consumers' movement that is continuing to change medical institutions and practice. This is also a big responsibility. You may have to inspire, cajole, or push your mate in the direction of healthier living. Here are some additions that I'd like to add to your health and wellness program. In terms of projects, I'd like for you to identify with any common challenges or problems that women have today. If you think about it, think about how you are coping with them and what else you can do to alleviate them. Compile a brief medical history of your female blood relatives, sisters, mother, mother's sisters, maternal grandmother. Are there any diseases that stand out in this group? If so, read up on them and the lifestyle factors that might influence them. Look up the resources on women's health and make a point of using some of them to expand your knowledge of your own body. Be diligent about protecting yourself from toxins in water, food, and your environment. Many pollutants have the potential to increase your risk of breast cancer and other disorders of your reproductive system. Go through your cosmetic products, including your shampoo, and identify those that contain artificial coloring. When you use them up, try to find alternatives that are uncolored or contain only natural coloring agents. In terms of your diet, be sure to get adequate intake of food sources of omega-3 fatty acids. Their natural anti-inflammatory effect will protect you from many of the conditions women are more prone to develop. If you eat much meat, poultry, and dairy products, make an effort to get organic products certified to be free of hormones, which are estrogenic and add to the hormonal load on cells in your breasts, ovaries, and uterus. Pay attention to the latest research on the health risks of alcohol. There is growing There is a growing realization that because alcohol affects the body's production and the use of estrogen, even moderate intake may significantly raise the risk of breast cancer in susceptible women. Although your hormones protect you from coronary heart disease until menopause, it is never too early to begin following a heart-healthy diet that is low in saturated fat and high in fruits and vegetables. Get regular gynecological checkups, including periodic pap smears to detect early cervical cancer. 
Learn to examine your breasts yourself each month and get a baseline mammogram by age 40. If you are at risk for osteoporosis because of your body type, light boned and fair skin, or family history, have your bone density measured before you go through menopause. And if it is below normal, consult with your provider about ways of slowing or reversing bone loss. Providers used to recommend hormone replacement therapy as a matter of course to reduce risk of coronary heart disease in women. However, recent research has proved that idea. Hormone replacement therapy does slow down bone loss and protect against Alzheimer's disease and may be indicated for the short-term management of intractable menopausal symptoms. However, it also increases risk of female reproductive cancers. To make an informed decision about it, you must weigh the benefits against the risks based on your past medical and family history, the availability of alternatives, and your willingness to make lifestyle changes. Be sure to use be sure to avoid the use of artificial sweeteners and products containing them. In terms of supplements, add a calcium supplement to your supplement regimen. 500 to 700 milligrams of calcium citrate, the most absorbable form with meals in two divided doses. Take it with half as much magnesium, whether that be gluconate, glycinate, chelate, or citrate, because the two minerals balance each other out. There are a number of good tonic herbs for women, such as Dong Quai, and chi- traditional Chinese medicine also has great herbal formulas that harmonize and tone the female reproductive organs. In terms of exercise, really look at your exercise habits because it can be easy to become obsessed with physical fitness. Women often do the same for weight control. Try to avoid damaging your body by working it too hard and don't slight walking as the best exercise. Mental and spiritually, if you are prone to emotional instability, work diligently with your breathing exercises. Over time, they will help you even out your mood. Do not hesitate to seek help from counselors and therapists if you are experiencing emotional problems. Experiment with with visualization as a healing technique. Women are often very talented in this area, and if you develop this skill, it will help you avoid becoming dependent on medical interventions and medical practitioners. Also explore the various forms of touch healing, such as therapeutic touch, which is mostly practiced by nurses or Reiki, Jinshin Jutsu, or other forms of energy transfer through the hands. Women often learn techniques more readily than men, and all of them are valuable. Enjoy the rest of the month. Thanks for joining Women's Health Wisdom and Wine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, remember to follow us, review us, and give us five stars. Till we meet again, remember, nourish your flourish. Nourish your flourish.